are back with another episode of the podcast. And for today's episode, we're really going to be talking about wellness as a journey. And in the process of our conversation, I guess I'm kind of hoping that it'll also challenge some of the things that we think we know about wellness. I have with me two of our peer ambassadors of wellness or our PAW volunteers who are going to join me for this conversation. So I have Ernesto and Eugenia here with me. So why don't you each take a moment to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hey everyone, uh, my name is Eugenia Bang. I'm majoring in public health. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode as we talk about a journey on wellness. Hello everyone, my name is Ernesto. I am also one of your PAW volunteers. And like Eugenia said, I hope you all enjoy today's uh, podcast on what wellness is a journey. All right, so we're talking about this concept of wellness as a journey, yes, but I think we kind of have to also dive into like, what is wellness? So like, as you guys think about wellness for yourselves, what does wellness look like for you? How do you know that you are in a state of wellness or what does that look like as you're thinking about achieving a sense of wellness in your life? Well, I believe that everyone has their health to take care of and whether that's physical or mental or spiritual, that's what I believe wellness is. Um, you may focus on one over the other. That's okay as well. But I think anything um, surrounding those topics is what wellness and it's what makes you feel good. It's what makes you, you know, want to get up. So to me, that's what wellness is. It's just you being you and being healthy and being able to live every single day. I completely agree with you, Eugenia. Um, wellness has many different facets to it. Sometimes it, we completely focus on the physical aspect of it. Sometimes we focus more on the emotional or mental side of it. And sometimes for others, it's completely looking through the spiritual side of it. We change constantly. Our priorities change. But as we go through this journey, it's good to remember why we started it and why we continue to go through with it. I love that concept of like understanding why what's your why behind trying to achieve that? And you're right. I think there's a lot of aspects of wellness for me. Like when I think about wellness, it's more of a feeling than it is like a thing. Like it's hard for me to describe. It's kind of like, if I think about what would wellness look like, it's more of it, that feeling of balance for me, that feeling of I can handle whatever's thrown my way. And I have those techniques, those things that support me to achieve wellness, but it's more of a feeling for me personally. Yeah, I could totally see, you know, I think it's a driving factor and it's a way of your body telling you to listen. Like maybe you're not feeling good one day. That's completely normal. Then maybe you need to, you know, have a little more check-in with your wellness. And if you're feeling great one day, you know, that's perfectly fine as well. Yeah, I have feelings are usually the way we go about starting our wellness journey, I think. You know, sometimes we feel that we're not in the greatest of places. And we feel that we need to change things up, you know, and respond. And sometimes it's our own physical body doing that or emotionally. So we have to be sure that we're keeping in tune with ourselves and listening to ourselves when we need to change things up. Or we also got to pick, pick up and notice when we're at our best. It's not just always the negatives that we have to look at, but also the positives. So we can continue doing that. Yeah, I love the way that you put it like that. Exactly. Like, it's not always about the good stuff. The bad stuff is also important. That's all, you know, the reason why we do wellness, not just for the good stuff, but like for the reasons why sometimes, you know, one may have depression or one may not even feel like going to the gym. I think we'll go on forward 
talking about how it's a journey and that's what wellness is it's a very subjective it's not just one thing or the other it's just like life things happen well you kind of touched on this already Eugenia with the idea that like that it looks different and I think oftentimes there's this perception of this assumption that wellness looks the same for every person like what works for me when it comes to wellness or what wellness feels like looks like sounds like is the same as what it is for you. How do you guys feel about that whole concept? Personally, for me, wellness changes up for everybody. You know, what well, one thing may work for myself, it may not work for others. I recognize that sometimes following others' footsteps can help start you on the right path, but it doesn't mean that you have to stay there. It means that you can branch out, that you can find new ways to do things that are good for you. I know for some people, working out is amazing for them. For others, it's having someone to talk to. I've had both, and both are great. But for others, it might be having to go out and working on a garden. So I don't think that it's the same for everybody. Uh, it completely changes every single time. And even within one person, it changes multiple times throughout their journey. Yeah, I totally believe that. I would say, you know, I think in terms of wellness, we all have common values and, you know, like I want to be healthy, I want to eat better, or, you know, I want to feel good, I want to get out of depression. But I think everyone's experiences are totally different. And that's probably the beauty about wellness is that everyone has different experiences. And so we're able to really learn and listen to people's different stories. You know, I don't think it stays the same because. In life, we're constantly growing. We're constantly growing. And um, like, for example, like we may focus on one thing just because we're in college. And we have that in common as college students. But maybe later or years into the future, as we grow up and maybe we start our own family or we start to really build our own home, things may change. Our wellness will shift directions. So I think like I um, said in the beginning, wellness is a journey. And like Ernesto said, it's completely different for everyone. So as you're talking, I'm reflecting and going, okay, some of the things that I used to do for my own wellness before I was a mom were very different. I can't do some of those things now the same way I would typically do. So you're right. You kind of have to navigate it differently as life goes on, as you take on new roles, responsibilities, as life happens. I mean, we talked about that life happens and things come your way. Sometimes you have to kind of shift. I think Ernesto, you were talking about like that idea of getting ideas from other people, because that can be really helpful for me. I know sometimes to kind of hear like what works for other people, but at the end of the day, it may not be what works for me. I might try that. And I think I, I highly encourage everybody to like try new wellness practices, even if they don't feel like things that would naturally be a fit for you, you might be surprised, but getting to experience those things and try them out, but also knowing that it doesn't have to be that end all be all. It doesn't have to look a specific way. I don't have to use the same techniques that someone else does because they suggested it. Yeah, I think I remember talking about meditate meditation with James, one of our pause volunteer as well. And I was like saying like, I can't meditate. Like, I don't know why, but every time I try, like my mind just goes off to a dark place, you know? And that's for the fact that like, I can't sit still and just calm my body. And, you know, maybe meditation is not for me, but I do know I love to get up and get running and get really physical. So that's also one of ways of 
me focusing on my wellness. So, you know, everyone is totally different because I know for a fact that my sister loves to meditate, but that's something that would not be for me. Yeah, I completely agree with all those statements that we change up a lot, you know? I think one of the biggest things that we recognize is that for some of us, actually, we stay in the same route for a long time. And that's completely fine, you know? But the biggest thing that a lot of people think when their journey changes is that they're not really focused on what they used to be and that that's wrong. I think we're trying to explain here is that the journey changes, life happens, and priorities change constantly. But that's completely fine, you know? I think, well, one of the biggest aspects that we should be looking at is we should allow change to freely come through and embrace it. Because if we don't embrace it, that journey becomes difficult and we start creating our own obstacles. And that's when it all starts to fall apart and we need to find new ways to continue on that journey. You said the word obstacles, which leads me to kind of where my head was going next because those obstacles, those challenges, the life events, those happen. Like we could be in a really solid place in our wellness journey. We can have our routine set and be in the best spot physically and eating healthy foods and all the great things, but things can happen. We might suffer a loss in our life and suddenly things shift. And how do we handle that? So I guess as you guys kind of think a little bit about your own individual wellness journeys, what are some of the obstacles that you faced and and how have you worked to overcome those things to be able to continue and get yourself back onto that path? For me, myself, I had a big loss early on in my life where I lost my grandfather, you know, and, and mourning is a difficult thing to do. And what I see a lot of things and I experienced in myself is that we try to rush forward and push forward, try to accept it so quickly that we end up hurting ourselves even more, you know, creating, like I said, creating that new obstacle. So I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to focus on is that we shouldn't rush for results because it can it can hurt us even more physically or mentally or even emotionally. Taking those baby steps at the beginning is important. It's the stepping stones that we need to create. So in the end, we can find those true results and we can accept what's gone and what's happened and we can move forward in life. You're right. I mean, we have obstacles happen. Sadness happens. Grief happens. All these things in our life we can't rush the emotions of what we're going through. We can't ignore it. We can't pretend it's not there. They're realities. And so sitting with it and sitting in it, I, I really appreciate that perspective, Ernesto. Yeah, I really love the way you put it. I think for the past like month, I've been telling every time me and Ernesto see each other, I've been telling him like, I've hit the gym. It's been so long. And um, yeah, lately, you know, you just don't feel like it. And I think just like Ernesto said, um, you know, taking the time. And lately, I've just been taking the time to tune in my body. Like, okay, if I don't want to go, that's okay. I don't need to go. You know, I just take the time and tune in with my body, get it slowly, get it together. And when I do feel like going to the gym again one day, then yeah, there. that's where my motivation will drive. I want to piggyback off of that because it's, and it's not just for the people that want to go to the gym and change that aspect of their life. But when I talked to a friend, he told me, you know what? And I know there's probably different wordings of this saying, you know, but he told me, look, it takes 30 days to form a habit. 
60 days to make progress and 90 days to see those results. So no matter what part of your journey you choose to follow, you have to stick with it and you have to embrace it fully so you can finally see those results at the end of the day. You know, For some of us, those results can come a lot quicker than others, but that's perfectly fine. Everybody will have their own timeline on this journey. Yeah, just being genuine and truthful and listening to what your body needs. Um, I think that would really help a person really get to know just their wellness altogether and not have to rush into things like you said or force things. There might be some more obstacles along the way if it's forced. I mean, to me personally, I look at wellness as something that, yes, you'll achieve it at times in your life. Like you'll get to that great space of wellness, but it's going to constantly change. So you're, it's never truly achieved for me. Like, right. It's a constant, like, I will joke with people that I am a work in progress. Like I'm a self-care work in progress. I got work to do. I acknowledge it. I might be in a good place today or in this minute or this hour. And later today, it may fall short. Like there's a constant process to it. And there's also constant setback. And being okay with that, again, sitting with that, that's hard, but it's an important part of the process too. Yeah, I think embracing this is one of the hardest challenges. But at the same time, it's one of the best things when we get those results. And being a work in progress is never a bad thing. To say that you're a work in progress is a great thing because it shows that you're trying. It shows that you want to better yourself and it shows that you're not going to give up easily. You know, no matter what comes your way, no matter what obstacles come up, you're constantly trying and that's what matters. That journey will test you in many different ways. But showing up and proving it to yourself that you can complete great things, that's what matters. And that's what's part of the journey, no matter how big or small those goals or accomplishments are. You know, for some of us, it's just getting up in the morning and getting dressed and getting ready to go to work or go to school. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. And you should give yourself a big hand because that's a great thing. And for others, it's sometimes it's working out, losing weight or changing up their diet. Those are a little bit more difficult too. But we all go through our own obstacles and figuring out how to get through them. That's the beauty in all of it. That's when we get to see the real results and we get to truly see what we're made of. And I think along the same lines, I think it's it's getting through that. And sometimes it's also sharing that with others. I think there's power in being able to share that vulnerability of I am that work in progress. I am struggling. I have days where it's difficult because I think we, I don't know, I'll speak for myself. I tend to strive towards that perfection. If it's not perfect, if I don't get it 100% of the time, I immediately get down on myself about it. But I think when you can have that accountability person, that person you go to that, that can help cheer you on or help teach you through their own experiences that it is that process. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to have those setbacks. It's okay to get back on the path and try to kind of reroute yourself again. So if you had to reflect on each of your wellness journeys, what are some of the solutions, the support systems, the resources, what are some of the things that you have used through your wellness journey that have really helped you to either bounce back from a setback and to kind of find yourself back on that space of wellness? For me, it's always like 
socializing and getting within group with a common interest, whether that's with friends or whether that's with classmates or just volunteers from the pause. Sometimes, like, I have a hard time even going to the gym. I'll maybe ask a friend. Or, like, I have a hard time getting an assignment together. And, I, you know, it's not, I'm having, like, anxiety with, like, not being able to get all my stuff together. And, or if there's an exam that's due for the weekend, you know, and then I'll gather up some of my classmates and say, hey, do you want to study together? So, for me, I often find that, um, really having that support from people who are in that same boat as you, you know, it really shows me that I'm not alone and it motivates me to keep moving forward. I completely agree with that. You know, socializing is a great way to go about it and figuring out what's the next step for ourselves. Sometimes just bouncing ideas off of friends or, you know, just having those deep conversations out of nowhere with them. I found some of my motivations coming from family seeing how my siblings have achieved what they achieved very much motivates me to go out there and achieve my own way or achieve my own journeys. There's different things that we don't always get to see from, from our perspective, but hearing it from others and seeing how they've achieved their goals can be a great motivator, you know, and that's, that within itself is a great support system, whether that be from family or from friends, or even sometimes, ironically enough, it's from people that we see on the internet how we see their stories, how they achieve great things. It's something that we constantly get to see. And I love seeing those stories because they're just motivation for me. And I hope that it's also for others to go and achieve great things. I think sometimes creating the space to celebrate is really nice too, because I don't think we pause often enough to celebrate the fact that we're moving forward, the fact that we're getting past that obstacle, the fact that we went to the gym when we really didn't feel like it and didn't want to be there. And I think whether that's having a person that you get to celebrate with, an accountability partner, having just something you do for yourself to celebrate that moment, I think that can be really powerful too. Yeah, I love that. Celebrating each and every little step. I think that's something um, we often forget to do. Yeah, like I've mentioned before, uh, celebrating the little things is a big thing, you know? Funny enough for myself, sometimes when I know that it's a simple task and I still finish it sometimes I'll just yell out of nowhere it's like oh I'm a genius you know <laughs> even if it's a small little thing celebrating yourself on the smallest things is what matters here we don't just have to celebrate the big things you know a birthday comes once a year and we celebrate that like it's the biggest thing in the world but throughout that year we accomplish great things and we got to celebrate those things as well and we can't forget that I love that. I think that's going to be one of my uh, takeaways. I hadn't thought about that idea. We do blow up birthdays as like they're these gigantic things that happen one time a year. And yet look at all the great things we do in between. I know I talked about my past and how I struggle in more, but you know what? And it's a shameless plug that I'm going to put here. But for those listening, go talk to a counselor when you get the chance or go talk to somebody out there. You know, the wellness center has a lot of a lot of resources to help you with that. I was never a big person on talking to somebody outside of my situation, but you know what? Having someone just to listen to you and letting it all out helps a lot more than you'd ever expect it to be. When I was in community college, the counseling 
system that they had in place at my community college very much helped me bounce back from what I was struggling with. And they're not just there to talk about talk to people about depression. They're not just there for people with mental health issues. Go speak about all your emotions, whether that be your built up stress, your built up anxiety, whatever it can be. They're there for that reason to go and help you. I love that you're talking about not being afraid to just get outside your comfort zone. Whether you're not ready to talk to someone or take a step toward getting a counseling session, you know, it's okay too. As long as I think you, you stay in tune with yourself and you um, put yourself out there, you start to really realize what you can offer and the opportunities that are out there for you. We talk about this idea of wellness as a journey and sure we could do it alone, but why? Why do it alone when you can do it with a friend? Why do it alone when you can, you know, again, seek support from someone who can sometimes give you a different perspective? I think one of those values I always see when it comes to counseling is it's someone entirely disconnected from you and your life and getting to give that different experience, that different perspective. There are tools and resources all around us. Really just a matter of knowing where they are, which is always the first step but then being willing to allow them into your space, to allow them to be a part of your journey, because then it can just become exactly that, a part of your wellness journey. Your wellness journey, it's a journey. I don't think there's ever going to be an end or a beginning. There may be like in some certain topic areas, but I feel like it's forever going because these things are going to affect you in the future. They're going to determine how you behave and how your attitudes and your goals change in the future. So, you know, don't be afraid of change. Just like Ernesto said in the beginning, reach out to people. It's learning and process. And just like Melissa said, a work in progress, right? Yeah, it's just a work in progress. You're going to learn and gain something on the way, even though you might lose something on the way, but the gains are what is important. Eugenia, I think that was a perfect place to kind of conclude our, our conversation today. And I, I do want to thank each of you for sharing a little bit about your own journeys along the way. I think there's so many things we can take away from this and sometimes just a good reminder that this is a process and it doesn't have to start and stop in a certain period of time. It doesn't have to look a specific way. No matter what it looks like, it's what it's supposed to be. So for those of you who are tuning into the episode, I hope you are walking away with a new perspective on wellness, maybe some tools. I hope you are celebrating those small wins along the way and using some of these ideas that Eugenia and Ernesto have offered as ways for you to get yourself back on track if you're needing that space to do that. I would love to also invite our listeners to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FS Health Center where we continue to share episodes of the podcast, uh, information about programs and services that our Student Health and Counseling Center offers, and all sorts of ways to be able to support you in your wellness journey while you're here at Fresno State. So thank you for tuning in and have a great day, Bulldogs.